This is episode number 931 with one of the most inspirational speakers in the world, Nick Vujicic. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. Bruce Lee said it best, if you always put limits on everything you do, physical or anything else, it will spread into your work and into your life. There are no limits. There are only plateaus. And you must not stay there. You must go beyond them. I am so excited about this episode. I have just been blown away by everything about Nick Vujicic. If you don't know who he is, he's one of the most inspirational speakers in the world. He's spoken on stages with hundreds of thousands of people, and he's been touring the world for over a decade, changing the lives of so many people to help them overcome their limitations and help them believe in something greater than what they were born with, what they were dealt with, and any challenges that they've ever faced. If you don't know who Nick is, Without any medical explanation or warning, he was born in Melbourne, Australia with no arms and no legs. According to Nick, the victory over his struggles, as well as his strength and passion for life today, can be credited to his faith in God. His family, friends, and the many people he has encountered along the journey have inspired him to carry on as well. And since his first speaking engagement at 19, Nick has traveled around the world sharing his story with millions, again, filling stadiums, and he's established Life Without Limbs Ministry in 2005, and he's currently serving as the president and CEO, and he's also got many best-selling books and a new podcast out called the Nick Vujicic Podcast, and you are going to love it. In this interview, we dive in, my friends. We talk about how being bullied in school shaped Nick's outlook on life and why it wasn't the worst thing for him. Also, why the janitor at his high school encouraged him to be a speaker, the power of self-doubt and how to overcome it, no matter what adversity you're facing or how low your self-esteem might be. Nick's lowest moment when he went into depression and what he focuses on now when he feels like he may be going backwards in his life when he met his wife and how he knew she was the one, that and so much more. We just formed a great brotherhood. We had uh, a great business meeting a few weeks afterwards where we sat down and helped him with shaping some ideas for his podcast and his brand and his business moving forward and uh, got to spend some time with his wife and his team. And just this guy is an incredible human being and I fell in love with him right away and I hope you enjoy this and Make sure to check out his videos. If you go on YouTube and type in his name, you're going to see some of the most inspirational, heartwarming speeches you'll ever watch. I'm telling you, it's amazing. And if this is your first time here, please subscribe to the podcast over on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify and share this with a friend. You have the power to change people's lives by sharing this with one friend or posting it on social media. It's lewishouse.com slash 931 for the link. And you, again, have the ability to help one person today that's an amazing thing and without further ado let's dive into this episode with the one and only nick vujicic 
I don't know about you, but when around 3 p.m. hits, I find myself craving the right refreshment to get me through that mid-afternoon slump. New Pure Leaf Zero Sugar Sweet Iced Tea is full-flavored sweet tea, but without the sugar and the calories. It might take several bottles for you to believe that a delicious sweet tea can really have zero sugar and zero calories. But you know what they say, life is full of surprises. Or in this case, full of flavor. New Pure Leaf Zero Sugar Sweet Iced Tea. Try it to believe it. For 20% off your next 12-pack, head to Amazon and use promo code 20PUREleaf. That's promo code 20PUREleaf for 20% off. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. One of my favorite parts about my job is that I get the opportunity to travel a lot. And in fact, I'm recording this right now while I'm in Mexico. And actually, I was thinking about something that I wanted to share because I get a lot of questions from so many people about different side hustle ideas. So here's one for those of you out there that are on the go a lot like I am or traveling a lot. When you're staying in your Airbnb on your trips, have you ever thought about how you could be making extra money by hosting through Airbnb while your home is vacant? If you're interested in an extra stream of income, Airbnb hosting is an easy place place to start and it's like giving your home some company while you're away. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So listen, we all know life is full of yada yada, like those quote unquote free trials that somehow still charge your card for something or when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in the fine print. And I know you've dealt with yada yada before, like those bills that keep going up and up for no reason at all. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then charge you for every little thing until you realize you're paying more than you would have somewhere else. And yes, it is possible to outsmart yada yada, like triple checking airline deals to make sure all you need is already included, but you don't take yada yada in life. So don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. When you get a new car or a new home, your first reaction might be to say things like, oh yeah, or I can't believe it, or booyah. But what you really want to say is the one thing that can get you the help you need. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm is there with the coverage you need for your car, your home, and even boats, motorcycles, RVs, and other things that matter to you. With a State Farm agent, you know someone is there to help you choose the coverage you need. With so many coverage options, it feels good knowing you can find what fits for you. And when you need ways to get help, State Farm gives you options there 
too. In person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com where their award-winning app State Farm lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Welcome everyone to the School of Greatness podcast. We have one of the top motivational speakers in the world, Nick Vujicic, in the house. I'm going to pound it, brother. What's up? Good to see you, man. Love you. Super pumped. Love you too, man. I'm excited to be here, Lewis. Dude, I think I saw a video of yours probably like seven, eight years ago online of you speaking at some small school or something where you're... (laughs) Just kind of like flapping your foot. Maybe you're playing, maybe you're playing guitar or drums. you're playing drums. And kicking yes. a tennis ball. Yes. Yeah. And I was just like, man, this guy's got such a positive attitude and such a kind soul. And then at the end of the video, you're hugging like a thousand kids. And I was just like, I can't wait to one day to hug this guy. Oh. So when you came in, I was like, awesome. my man, bring it in. <laughs> Very excited. Uh, you've been taking the world by storm with your message of positivity, of living without limits. And for those who are watching or listening that maybe have never seen your story, give us a brief recap of how you were born and really how you became this way. I guess how you're born, what happens, and how you got into this world. Well, first of all, it's so awesome to be here. Thank you, Louis, so much awesome. for having me. And hello, everyone watching. <laughs> uh, it's a, it's an honor. Uh, first of all, my accent's a little watered down from Australia. That's where I was born. Yeah. And uh, my parents, they were, they loved me. They encouraged me. They believed in me. They told me every day that I'm beautiful the way that I am. And when I asked them what happened, why was I born this way? They said, well, we don't know why, but there's a greater purpose. Mm. And I love your title, The School of Greatness, because that's what it's all about, leveraging your full potential in not saying and wishing and hoping, I wish I was given more Mm. to do more, but doing your best with what you have. Those are the people who master full potential in their life. And I'm never going to be a motivational speaker to say everything's possible, just dream and it's going to come true. No, No, not just hard work, but your full potential. Sometimes our dreams don't come true. Mm. But to understand with the right attitude, hey, whatever's meant to be, I'm gonna reach my full potential. And that's what it's all about. And I didn't know why I was born this way. I didn't believe I would actually become independent, uh, married, now with four kids. Traveling around the world to talk about hope uh, was really fantasy. I actually felt like at one stage I had no hope mm. for myself, no purpose. How, how old was that? How old were you when you had that? Yeah, age six, seven, eight were the bigger questions that I asked myself, saying, "Why am I here? Mm-hmm. Why did this happen to me?" And I went to school, and you know, kids would come up and they would tease me, and I'd try flip it around, you know, on a humorous level, and say, you know, they ask me what happened, I just say cigarettes, and <laughs> right, uh, right. you know, just the oldie but a goodie. Alcohol. And, yeah, yeah, alcohol, right. <laughs> And, you know, I love pulling pranks, you know, today and, and uh, doing crazy things like getting my friends to put me in the overhead compartment of airplanes and dress me up <laughs> as a pilot. That's amazing. Yeah, it's been, it's been fun. Um, traveled now 74 countries and, and the, wow. the universal truth of asking yourself, why am I here? What's my purpose? What's my value? What's my identity? Am I defined by what other people tell me? Um, am I defined by my previous failures and what I can or cannot do? And so that whole understanding of who you really are and the self-awareness that we all need to have and embracing who you are, embracing Mm. that you are unique, that there's not another you. And that's why my parents always said, Nick, there's not another you. Do your best. Keep going. Don't give up. Now, 
usually Serbian parents aren't as positive from my understanding. <laughs> There's a more of a mentality that's more of like pessimistic than optimistic in Serbia. I don't want to be judgmental, but that's kind of the, 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 the thoughts that I've heard from my Serbian friends. No, it's true. So we so, have a mutual friend, Noma, yeah, exactly, who could definitely... Exactly. <laughs> you know, so how did your parents actually instill this in you? Did they... Were they always positive or when you were born, they were like, we have to switch this on so that he doesn't go down a dark place? Well, they, the way that I just told you how they encouraged me aren't the words that they actually used right. <laughs> every day. It was more of like, we love you, but hey, you know, basically we can't change what we can't change. Right. We can't tell you why this has happened, but it's up to you. Um, you don't know what you can achieve until you try it. Because I have a little appendage on my left side of my body. And it's, it's, it's enabled me with two toes to do, first of all, it's my mobility. I can walk, I can swim, I can, can golf move, and fish yeah. and move and drive my wheelchair. And I, it's I, amazing. I've had no limits. Like I've even done, sky, have, you done have you done skydiving? It's funny, my girlfriend wants to do it this year and I'm like, uh, <laughs> I, just ha I just have no desire. I've seen the video of you doing yeah. it, but I just have no desire but I feel like I should probably do I think because I have no desire, maybe I should do it. I don't know. That's up to you. Okay, good. But I'm glad you're not pushing I'm me I'm not pushing it. you, man. No, seriously. Hey, look, my palms were sweating. My knees were shaking when I did it. But I'll tell you, uh, it was a thrill of a lifetime. I'll never do it after having now kids, though. Now we right, have four right, children. Right, right, right. And it's just it's things not worth change. It. Right? It's not worth it. I went in right. a uh, the Blue Angels. Do you know the Blue Angels? I do. Like fighter jet. That's awesome. For me, that was the most terrifying thing to go in a jet with 5G or 6G, whatever we did. <laughs> And to do the loops and everything because I get very like dizzy quickly. Yeah. Yep. And I get seasick. I get like when I go upside down, I get yeah. nauseous. Yeah. So for me, this was a big risk to take. It's massive. And for three days, I was pretty much sleeping, recovering from this. So I'm just like, I just don't have, I feel like I've done scary stuff. It's all good. Yeah. Jumping out it's of a plane, I'm like, I don't wanna be out for three more days. It's the same thing with bungee jumping. I'm just like, I don't know. I never do bungee jumping, and I wouldn't do anything just because someone told me to a right, 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 right. But for me, my parents always said, Nick, we don't know what you can achieve until you try it. And yes. so they didn't know what I could do until I, I was given a, a, a keyboard, and now I can type 53 words a minute on a normal this. computer. And with, with like yeah, one toe. That's it. 53 words. Yes, a minute. That's crazy. And so no one knew what Nick could do unless Nick was ready to try something, but embrace failure as his classroom. Mm. And that was the attitude. First of all, my parents said, Nick, you need to become a millionaire to survive. You're gonna need caregivers. Mom and dad can't help you. Wow. You need to start a, a business in accounting and financial planning, get employees, they're gonna be your hands and feet. And I was six years old when they told me that. Wow. And so that was the You're like, but I don't want to be an plan. accountant. Yeah. I'm like, that's boring. Or right? a soccer <laughs> player. I yeah. But that was the understanding. Uh -huh. I'm never going to be a professional footballer. I'm never going to be a tennis player. I needed to, though, find my full potential. And I'm so glad that it started from ground zero, where I actually started vacuuming the floor of our home with my shoulder and chin for $2 a week. Wow. And it taught me goal setting. It taught me being thankful for what I had. And my parents, the Serbian way, they don't give their children everything they want, when they want, how they want it. You cry, you complain, they're like, you're not getting nothing. Nothing, nothing. And it's interesting, now look at the millennials, if they are given everything they want, how they want it, when they want it, when are they ever first thankful for what they have? And second of all, are we really preparing them for what the world is? Mm -hmm. Does the world really give you everything you want, when you want it, how you want it? That's no. not preparing them. So my parents said, look, we are here for you, Go and do your best, 
and get ready to fail. Um, at that's six. basically at six. Wow. What the upbringing was. It's interesting because I probably around six, seven, eight, I was asking, it's probably every kid's asking, why am I here? Mm -hmm. You know, what's my purpose mm -hmm. or why am I here? Or what, yeah. you know, what is this place? And I remember I would get in trouble. I was horrible in school. Mm. Horrible. Always in the bottom of my class. It's the reason I created the School of Greatness is because I created the thing I wish I would have had and the way I could learn something when I was a kid. That's awesome. And I remember I would go into the, the principal's office often because I'd get in trouble. And I would just tell them I wish I were dead all the time over and over again, getting into the principal's office. Mm -hmm. Was there ever a time when you just said, I wish I were dead, I wish I wasn't here? And did you get picked on a lot in school? Or were they kind of like understanding of what was going on and friendly with you in school? And by the way, congratulations on your documentary. Thank you. Because Thank that's you. one of my inspirational, aspirational dreams that I wanted a, one day want to harp on that. That's my passion to reach mm -hmm. now young kids about bullying because of me being affected by it. Um, and so everyone has a story, yes. and I think everyone deserves a documentary, but congrats to you Thank and your you. team to do it, Thank because you. it's gonna inspire and change people's lives. So Thank you, man. it's Appreciate awesome. It. Fist bump, dude, yes, that's man. awesome. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. But that's the point, it's like everyone feels at times that we're our biggest bully, because we will mm. always have someone saying something negative, but it's when we walk away, do we believe it? Do we let those voices echo in our mind when no one's watching? And that's when I realized yeah. I'm either my biggest encourager or my biggest discourager. And that's where attitude comes in. You know, you have people in your life where they'll keep on beating you down. But if you keep on coming back up, they won't keep you down. Right. And so for me, that was the fight that I had to have within myself. And I one day looked myself in the mirror um, after a big bullying day at school in Australia. And I looked myself in the eyes and said, there's got to be one good thing that I've got going and just hold on to that, that no matter what happened and no matter what anyone else said that day, that I could hold on to deep inner strength to say no, but you know what? I know I couldn't play that sports activity, but I was watching and waiting for the first person to be eliminated out of that game. So then I could come over there by their side and look them in the eye and say, good job, better luck next time, how mm. you doing? Mm. And all of a sudden I couldn't participate and I was kind of the alien, but here I am transforming that obstacle into an opportunity mm -hmm. and holding onto that and holding onto a physical aspect. Sure, we understand that body is a body. We have a spirit, we have a soul, we have a mind. And those are the three biggest elements of really who we are as a being. But I did look myself in the mirror and said, Nick, your eyes are pretty good looking mm -hmm. and no one can ever tell you different. There you go. And so when I look at people, we know that the saying is the eyes are the windows to your soul. And so when someone looks at me in the eye, subconsciously, it's them affirming my value. And it's the attitude of looking you straight in the eye and saying, I acknowledge you, I see you, I'm listening to you, and I'm speaking to your soul and you're looking into mine. Mm. All of a sudden, everything else goes blurry. Yeah. And now you look at them and smile and say, you know what, better luck next time. Well, they're telling me what they're going through. All of a sudden, I have depression, I have bullying, but if I can look and reframe my attitude to saying this, if I don't get a miracle, I can still be one. Mm. Now all of a sudden that attitude redefines impossible. Wow. And so it's not a victimization, it's the attitude of understanding, here I am, this is who I am, this is what I have. I'm gonna be thankful for what I have and I'm gonna do my best to make a difference in this world. Yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting because 
sometimes the bullying is actually not that bad compared to how much we bully ourselves, like you said. Someone might say something for what? 10, 20 seconds in right. school or right. a comment online, yep. but then we hold on to it and we repeat it. We repeat it on ourselves. Yep. You suck, you're no good, you're not smart, you're, right. not, you're not beautiful. We repeat it over and over right. for days, weeks, years yeah. from what one person said for a few moments. Mm -hmm. And we attach it to like that bullying. I did this for a long time. Mm. Kids would bully and then I would hold on to it and repeat it for years. It's crazy, right? Yeah, there are 48-year-old adults who are still trapped by what their father said when they were nine years old. And, and we feel like, okay, I've moved on, but deep, deep down, have we actually released those chains? And so it's unchaining those bounds. It's unchaining those fears. It's unchaining those, that, that mentality that really holds you back from actually being happy. Um, how do we unchain them? How do we unchain them? If we've done, had it for a day, we hold on to it, or a decade, how do we let go of the, the bullying or the negativity? Yeah. One of the greatest tools that psychologists use is actually writing a letter mm -hmm. either to yourself yeah. or writing a letter to that person telling them what they did to you, how it made you feel, and how you forgive them. Yeah. I've done this many times. I've and done it, so many different rituals and letter writing and yeah. burning the letter and burying it. Yeah. It's so powerful. It's been helpful for me too. Huge. And, and no matter how courageous we seem yeah, or yeah. immune to depression. Mm -hmm. We all go through ups and downs. We all sometimes need to just take a step back and say, okay, wait a second, what, is, what am I actually still chained to that I'm not even aware of? Is um, there anything you're still chained to? There was... Range Rover Sport leads by example. Picture this, assertive on-road performance meets commanding all-terrain capability. That's the third-generation Range Rover Sport, which is the most desirable, advanced, and dynamically capable one yet. This vehicle redefines sporting luxury, offering an instinctive drive with engaging on-road dynamics and effortless composure. Now available in sleek, new stealth pack, Carpathian gray exterior wrapped in satin protective film with black accents and black brake calipers. Inside the Range Rover Sport, advanced cabin technologies like active noise cancellation and cabin air purification offer new levels of comfort and refinement. And let's not forget about the award-winning Pivi Pro infotainment system. Enjoy a dynamic drive and total comfort with optional 22-way adjustable heated and ventilated electric memory front seats with massage function. Wow, that's like a spa day while on the go. Design your Range Rover Sport at LandRoverUSA.com. When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. Like when you're trying to buy tickets for the best seat at your favorite team's big game or when you're hiring for your business and you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. With ZipRecruiter, you can find qualified candidates fast. And right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com greatness. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. And I believe finding the right team member is one of the most important steps in setting up my company for success. We like to ensure our new hires will be a good fit before they're even on the team. So I am grateful that I have ZipRecruiter's help when we want to grow the team fast. Amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash greatness. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash greatness. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. The recent unchaining 
um, I would have to say 18 months ago. What was that? Um, someone hurt me really bad. Someone close to you or more of like a business relationship? Uh, it wasn't a business relationship. Okay. I quickly forgive business relationships actually because <laughs> money comes and goes. We all know that. I need to learn that lesson. <laughs> <laughs> I need to hang out with you, man. Because no, so money you comes finish, you yeah, finish yeah, the story no, do first. It, do it. Go ahead. No, I mean, go, go. I mean, we'll me, come back to that. I mean, for me, uh, <laughs> it's been a, for the last seven years, I've really learned how to let go quicker hmm. because I held on for stuff forever. Mm. I was sexually abused when I was five, and so I held on to this feeling of like anytime, I was always a loving guy, but anyone triggered me with the feeling of abuse, it was like I wanted to destroy them. Yeah, no, absolutely. Until I started to really start to heal within the last seven years and yeah. practice it over and over. Yeah. But in business relationships, because I was poor at one time, I was like, if anyone ever messes with my money, you know, they're gonna get it. But see, I've had to learn a lot quicker mm. to like let go of that stuff and just be like, okay, money comes and goes, relax, listen to Nick, you know. <laughs> you know, the greatest lesson is just losing all your money twice and then coming back. Is that what you do? <laughs> That's exactly no what way, it is. Yeah. Really? Yeah. How did that happen? At age 19, um, I was in the stock market. I was in real estate as a teenager. And then? I learned how to day trade. Wow. And I did that as a college student. And then I went all in on a bubble. That yeah. burst yeah. in 19, no, in 2001, 2001. 2002. Yeah. yeah, that's when I lost 40 grand. Ooh, and, and that was everything for you. That was everything for me. Now, before I lost that, I gave away 30K to orphans in South Africa because that was my goal. So, okay, going, I don't want to miss the other question though. Yes. So, let's How do go. you unchain the bullying or the hurts? So you, you okay. first said 18 months ago, there was a situation. Okay. Someone hurt you. Right. Maybe we should leave that. Okay, let's, let's, <laughs> we've got so much to talk about. Louis. I know, right? Okay, so, so because my parents grew up poor, yes. they taught me to give money back to the poor. Mm. My parents were in refugee camps. They met in Australia. They fled Yugoslavia in the 1960s. My grandfathers were both jailed wow. and tortured for their faith. So coming back from such a humble beginning and then seeing my dad work his butt off three different jobs, plus my mom working, hustling all the way through while we grew up. We basically grew up in my grandparents' home mm -hmm. because they were just trying to do everything they could. And so we got to a stage where they're like, hey, you gotta hustle, become a millionaire, all that kind of stuff. He taught, my dad taught me, learn financial literacy. Mm -hmm. That's how I got into it. Mm -hmm. um, and then I lost my money the first time at age 19. And you're probably thinking, well, I just learned financial literacy, but maybe I'm not that smart after all. Maybe I'm... But I took that failure was my classroom. Remember, I was always getting ready for a no. I was always ready mm. for a falling of, of, of an attempted, an attempt that became failure because mm. that's, that's how I learned how to become successful. That's how I realized I don't know what's possible until, I, so I don't know what's impossible until I know what's possible. Mm. That was the mentality. So when I lost the money the first time, I got back up. Wow. I lost money. The second time, what was it? January 2011. I had a cash flow crisis. So you know business, 85% uh -huh. of businesses fail in, three, in the three first years, right? Yeah, yeah. So wait, 10 years later, you lost how much? All of it? Yeah, I lost, uh, yeah. You weren't married at this time? No. Oh, that's good. Right. <laughs> Wait, so. But I did meet my wife, <laughs> and now I'm like, bad timing. Oh, man. So someone stole 50 grand from me. Yeah. 
and then I had in 2011. A in 2011, someone, and then I had a cash flow crisis, and so the other parts of business is the failure because of success, and you of weren't ready for success. Of course. Okay. So all that to say, I know that money comes and goes, yeah. and you can always pick up your shoes. Bread and butter, if not bread and butter, go bread and water. Right. And exactly. then go back yeah, to exactly. it. And you just keep yeah, on going. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're the only person yeah. who's going to stop you from trying again. Right, of course. Period. Doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. And you look back and say, now I know what I know. Mm-hmm. I will never come back here again. And we're not going to take the money with us. Exactly. So it's like, if you lose it, you're not going to have it if you're dead. That's either, it. Either way. That's it. That's it. It stays here. Right. But I'm driven now, now that I'm married, four, four kids, kids, and I want to make a difference in this world, leave a legacy. I Nick ain't giving up. He'll never give up. He'll never slow down either. I mean, I ain't retiring. I, the, what's, what's the purpose of that? What is so that? that? I mean, we got to make an impact in the world. <laughs> exactly. Too many people that need to be served. I heard the saying that the jet runs fastest on the end of the jetway. So with all your contacts, with Boom. all your wisdom, with all your knowledge and understanding, you actually are most productive in your last 10 years, wow. believe it or not, with it. less work. And so I'm ramp. I'm only, we're at the same age. Same age, man. You're 37. a few months older. Yep. December and March. You know. You're a little taller. Exactly. But in all of understanding, we're, we're, we're moving forward from failure to failure. So, so it's not failure. I don't like the word failure mm-hmm. or success as much as valleys. Lessons. Valleys yeah. and mountains. Mm. After every mountain peak, there's another valley. Mm-hmm. And you keep on going from success to su- success. But when it comes to going through the ups and downs of life, you do sometimes have a monkey on your back of unforgiveness, mm-hmm. of something in the Resentment. past. That you, yeah, all Anger, that. Frustration. All that. So I had. So tell me this. So yes. here it is. And the amazing thing about happiness, Lewis, two things are the people who can unchain themselves of the past are the most happiest. And those people who actually intentionally practice an attitude of gratitude. Mm-hmm. I've met billionaires, I've met 21 presidents, prime ministers, vice presidents, I've spoken in front of 10 governments, I've been on the internet. Two billion people know me from the internet, been on TV to 730 million people for 90 minutes of my time. Um, like just a whole keynote to 700 million people, that's 10% of the world. And now we're focusing on America, but when I've done all that, looking back, I realized until 18 months ago that I've been carrying something that someone did to me in 2007. And I actually wrote about it in one of my books, wow. but no, no one really reads my books. Wow, okay. <laughs> They're gonna see me more on the podcast yeah, than I will, will. They with will. you. Um, but in my second book, I talk about how I fell in love with a girl uh, in America um, back as a teenager, we were both mm. teenagers, and her dad um, was a mentor of mine and encouraged me. But when he found out that we had feelings for each other, he didn't think that I was good enough. Suitable. If I provider. can just put a verbal yeah. kind of just umbrella, not for my daughter kind right, of thing. Right. And so you're 17. I was 19. 19. And she was also a teenager, and uh, we walked away, but I was waiting for her for a very long time. And um, unfortunately, when I could finally let, let her go, in my heart, my mind, this was four and a half years of waiting. No dating, waiting, oh, silently waiting for her to... No contact. No contact. Oh. Finally, we, we, we saw each other again, 
And it was like the first time I could actually think of her, look at her and talk to her after all those years and feel like, okay, I can actually look at her just like any other human being and not have butterflies. Finally, I could let go. And then guess what happened? What? She fell in love. With you or someone else? No, with me. No way. So like when we first met, sparks were in the air. Wait, was this 18 months I could ago? Wait, no, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. So, Ages ago, this is like wait. 2002. Yeah. yeah, we first fell in love. Four and a half years. She said, "I'm not ready for a serious relationship." I said, "I'll wait for you for four and a half years." Oh my gosh. And I waited. I'll, I'll wait for you. No, no time frame. Finally saw her after four and a half years. She had sparks, just like we had when we first met. And she's like, "I actually might be stopping the biggest blessing in my life by not moving forward with you." Her dad still refused, and her oh. whole family said. Basically, it's either Nick or the family. Shut up. And that was so hard for her. And it was so hard for me. And we'd never really had closure on that. And I never really forgave her family until two years ago. And it wasn't like um, I got to talk to her whole family. One family member reached out. and We had a conversation. And it helped me to like, wow. wait a second. Here I am, I'm married, I love my wife with all my heart, yeah. I love my kids with all my heart. Um, you'll never forget your first love, for of sure. N- no one ever forgets it. But to actually be missing a part of, of my heart or thinking at all in some aspect, way, shape or form of that rejection, it was me. Whether or not people say sorry to you is not the point. Whether people understand that they've done wrong to you or not, is not as much as a point of you actually saying, whether they say sorry or not, it doesn't make it easier even sometimes because you can still hold unforgiveness. Mm -hmm. Again, it's the attitude of understanding, I need to let go Mm -hmm. of things that I need to let go for me. Because if I harbor unforgiveness, I already have no arms and no legs. Why add another disability, (laughs) Exactly. right? And so I feel like we all go through that and it's all got to do with attitude. Who am I? What have people done to me, said to me? Just like that, it's all bullying. But what do you still subconsciously believe that you still haven't addressed? How do we get people, I mean, there's a lot of people watching, listening or saying, yeah, that sounds easier said than done. How do I truly let go of, of hurt, pain, resentment? And I love, there's a quote that you said, fear is the greatest disability of all. It is. And I think probably a negative attitude is probably one of the greatest disabilities of all too. I don't know if, I don't want to speak for you, but it's, if you don't believe in yourself and you have this negative attitude constantly, you're disabling yourself for all the good and all the love and all the joy in your life. Yeah. So how do we, you said writing a letter is one strategy. It's one strategy. What's another, I mean, <laughs> yeah. it took you, what, 10, 12 years to let go. Right, so, so going back to any depression mm-hmm. uh, or letting go. So first of all, when I was a kid, uh, going back to bullying and stuff, mm-hmm. ages eight to 12, I was depressed. I attempted suicide at age 10, believing um, that I had no future, believing that I had no hope, believing that people's opinions on me defined my future, failure defined my future. I was just in this very unhealthy spiral. Mm-hmm. So there are three things to get out of depression. Uh, number one, what I ritually do is um, I'm, I'm a spiritual man. And so yes. apart from prayer and believing that God gives me faith and purpose and, and help, I actually ritually write out the things that I'm still thankful for. Mm-hmm. And, and intentionally every day um, being thankful for what I have. And not just the things that I have, 
but I'm actually writing a book actually on attitude right now. Mm. And one of the things I wish that we all did more is stopping and going back to the last thing that could have happened even worse. Yes. And being thankful. So that it didn't happen worse. Yeah. And I know I'm that alive. sounds. No, I didn't, I didn't lose my foot. I I can speak. I can see everything. Okay, so watch this. My dad died of cancer. Wow. Okay, 2017. I'm thankful he didn't die in a car crash that I could still say goodbye. Yeah. I'm thankful that my whole family was in California when he got diagnosed with cancer. Can you imagine if half of us were in Australia and half of us were in America? They were all here. They were, we were all here. Amazing. Um, really, in, and not saying that's a cop out, oh, it could always be worse, and then what do we say about the orphans and the people right, who are right. human trafficked? Well, I've seen human trafficked people go through a rehab, find their spirit and their faith and their value once again to the point that not only are they mentally healed, but watch this, they get a job, save up money, and they go with a buck, talk about forgiveness and letting go and, and transforming into a miracle to let other people let go of their chains. They save up money, they go with a bucket, a white towel, water, and they save up 700 bucks cash in India. I've been there. And they go back to the pimps and madams where they were once being abused by, they were kidnapped by them, and they said, I've come here to wash your feet. Shut up. No. Shut up, they do not. No. I've, met, I've interviewed these girls. Oh my gosh. They've talked this way. They go back with a bucket of water and a white towel and said, and I want to show you the symbolism of my forgiveness. Oh my, my soul goodness. has been restored. I am wow. a brand new person. And I know what you did to me was so bad. And I don't know why you've chosen this path. You've got money, you've got power, but your soul is lost and you haven't found happiness. And I've come here today to tell you that I held unforgiveness until I found the forgiveness for myself of the things mm. I've done wrong. So I've seen, um, not, so I'll, I'll get to the three points yeah. of getting out of depression, but I've seen from brokenness to triumphant victoriousness, or victory where this sex slave forgives that person, washes their feet, hands <clears throat> them money and says, give me that 10 year old. Oh my God, so they buys them from them. Buy them. Wow. That 10 year old girl is told by the 19 year old, <clears throat> you're my sister and that'll never happen to you ever again. Oh my gosh. They go through rehab, they find a job, they save up money, then together no, they come they back. they don't, dude, they do. this is crazy. If, if that's not redemption, Lewis, I don't wow. know what is. So do I believe in redemption? Absolutely. Wow. So if you really believe in redemption for even the failures of your own self and the redemption of broken pieces being turned into something beautiful, then we must be able to forgive ourselves. Wow. We must be able to forgive others because in the end, we only harbor that negativity. So yeah. moving forward, the three things to get yes. out of depression. Number one is still be thankful for what you have and be thankful for what could have gone worse, right? Um, that didn't happen. Number two, talk to someone. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like- This is key. I feel like Especially that, for men, most men never express how we no, feel. No. I wrote a whole book about, it's called The Mask of Masculinity. It's about opening up and being more vulnerable as a man because for 25 years I held on to shame and mm -hmm. resentment. Mm -hmm. And right when I started to talk about it, it was when I started to set myself free. Mm. So sorry to interrupt, but no. talk, talking yeah. to someone, one yeah. person yeah. can transform your life. And I think especially when you become a visionary and you become successful, you actually realize the value 
of having friends, oh. real friends, who can be like a men's group around you, mm-hmm. who can encourage you, and you just share life together. Yeah. What's going on, man? We, you know, well, this week, you know, I have a men's group once a week, yeah. and we do life together because we need each other. Yeah. Um, and so talking to somebody, um, being transparent with them, and getting that encouragement. And thirdly, um, actually helping someone in need mm, where you cannot ascertain nor even is it in your mindset of waiting for them to look you and say thank you. Mm-hmm. Just being in service, and, giving. Yeah, and that instigates purposeness. Mm-hmm. Many people are depressed because they don't know what to live for. They haven't found something yet to die for. Mm. When you have found something to die for and live for, when you know why you do what you do, that's when purpose gives you the strength to override all limitations and fear. Purposeness was key for me. And that's what I wanted to tell you as a teenager, that no matter what hell I went through, I tricked my attitude into a positive mindset. How did I do that? I focused just like I looked myself in the eyes and said, I'm holding on to the eyes. Hold on to a goal. My goal was to give money to orphans. Mm. So I put a picture of an orphan on my mirror who's smiling at me. I didn't know who that orphan was. And I knew no matter what I was going to go through that day, that I'm a day closer to making a difference in someone else's life. Mm. And the reason, Lewis, why I became a speaker was because a janitor, you're going to love this, it was the janitor at my high school who looked at me and said, one day you're going to be a speaker. Mm. And I said, you're crazy. He was the first person to encourage me to start speaking to students at my school, which led me to a public school speech where in front of 300 sophomore students, I was just sharing my heart, and one girl was weeping. Half the girls were crying, but one girl was weeping. And she interrupted my speech. She put up her hand in the air, and she said, I'm so sorry. Can I come up there and give you a hug? I think this is the video I saw, yeah. And she came up and she hugged me. She said, no one's ever told me that they love me. No one's ever told me that I'm beautiful the way that I am. And that's when I knew I was born to be a speaker. Mm. And I realized, wow, here I I was at 10 years old trying to commit suicide because I had no hope. Mm -hmm. Now finding hope and helping other people find hope for their own life, it's the greatest drug I've ever found in my life. It's amazing, right? It is. And that's why we're here in America establishing a whole new platform in corporate America because it's not just the teenagers who lack self-belief. It's not just the teenagers who bully themselves. It's not just the teenagers who have problems dreaming bigger. And when they see a man without arms Mm. and legs on stage saying, what's your excuse? Wait, wait, wait. What what attitude do you have? Why? Wait, let's adjust that and let's see the trajectory where you really could go. If this is what I've done without arms and legs, what can you mm-hmm. do? It's amazing, man. It's amazing. What, um, you know, one of the things that came up for me is, someone said this, I can't remember who, but, you know, holding on to resentment or being angry at someone is like drinking poison and expecting them to die. To die, right? Something like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting the wrong, wrong. No, 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 you know, you, you're but right. Something like that. You're right. And so the more we hold on to this resentment <clears throat> or even just, I feel like the more we hold on to depression, anger, resentment, and negative attitude, it's like we're expecting someone else to be hurt yep. by this attitude or this yep. resentment, but yep. we're just hurting ourselves. Right. 
and that person continues to abuse us over and over again, the more resentment we have. So we only can set ourselves free when we start to forgive. There's other proactive things, and I love that. There's other proactive things that I'm actually writing about in my upcoming book in mm -hmm. the next couple of years that will come out in Attitude. But I've learned something about me that I've never learned before just recently, okay. which is being proactive and actually realizing and being aware of those triggers being found when I go into a room in my mind. How do we get to that place? Is it when we're tired? Is it after we've had a drink of alcohol? Mm -hmm. Is it when we're missing something? Is it when we fail? When we didn't sleep well. Didn't whatever. sleep well. Is yeah. it a music? Is it a song? Is it a mood? Mm -hmm. And trying to be fully, now I'm not getting so scientifically, yeah, yeah. but no joke, I actually found the triggers that took me to that room. Mm. And I started they? cutting it out. So believe it or not, um, this is the first time I'm ever sharing this on public. This is what happens this here, is man. Public. This, this is what good. happens in school greatness. <laughs> it's awesome. I love you, man. You're <laughs> awesome. I love you too, man. So, um, so no one knows this, but I've, I'm, I've got now chronic back pain. Oh, so I, ha I have, I have um, really intense pain that kicks in about 5 or 6 p.m. every day, no matter mm. what I do. Yeah. Um, just to it's sit up straight. You can see that I'm not sitting up straight. Yeah. It takes a bit for me to just sit up straight. Yeah. And so with that... Um, I, um, you know, in the Serbian culture, you can ask anyone, we grew up seeing my parents have a glass of wine a day. Every day, yeah. And that's it, that's just normal, that's it. Yeah. Um, and so we were surrounded by that. Um, and so what I found myself doing was going towards that, but also taking the edge off the pain of my back. And when I did that, especially when I'm traveling, that's when your mind kind of like, hey, I can now relax. And sometimes it's so easy being away from the wife, uh -huh. being away from kids, that some of those other issues come up and you start going into that room. Then you start playing some songs that you're reminiscing. And then you go, you got to, it's just a trigger effect. And what I realized was I never want to be dependent on something at all. Because when a you're substance. a substance uh -huh. on any way, shape or form. Uh -huh. It's not like I had a problem with alcohol as much as I actually challenged myself I took two months not drinking anything, was fine. Then did another three yeah. months, no problem. But knowing that, that was, that's going to eventually end, I'm like, I wonder if that itself is enough. So I'm, I'm transparently telling you, November 16th, 2019, I made a commitment to myself that other, other than special occasions to have one drink. So my birthday, wow. my family's birthdays, my anniversary, yeah. Valentine's. New Year's. The, yeah, yeah. yeah, those eight, nine days of year, the year, yeah. my twins are born on the same day, so I can't do two. <laughs> but um, I'm, I'm off alcohol. Really, man? Completely. Completely. Congrats, and man. Thanks, thanks. And, and, and that's that, big. To me, was big. It was big. Well, here's and, the thing. And, I mean, you probably have a lot of pressure, especially in the space that you're in, to, you know, you're speaking about positive mindset. You speak a lot. I uh, do a lot of motivational speeches in corporations, but you also do a lot in the faith-based Christian yep. community, yep. and you probably have a lot of pressure to show up a certain way every single day. Yep. And sometimes, if you're feeling pain, I mean, it's like you got pain, you got stress, you got all sorts of stuff right. you're dealing with. Right. So, and I promise, I never took a shot before I went on stage. That's it's never good, happened. It's good, it's good. <laughs> but I mean, for the record, but no joke. But no, yeah, you're right. perfect, man. No, you know, we're, all human, we're all human beings. But no joke. And I've I've never been drunk in my life. I've it's never, awesome. I've never been drunk. Come on. I've never, I've never uh, been That's high. That's awesome. I've never taken uh, drugs. I've 
I've, tried, I've had a so couple good. sips of alcohol here and there, but I've never yeah, been yeah, drunk. Yeah. And um, I just want, I'm, I remember saying to myself, I have other vices, don't worry, I'm not perfect. I have like sugar or candy cakes, you know, it's like all of it. But um, I remember saying to myself, when I mess up in life, I don't want it to be because I'm on a substance mm. and making an excuse. So good. I want to be able to say, yeah, I was an idiot. I made a mistake. I screwed up. It's my fault. Yep. And I'm the one to blame. Yep. Not this thing where right. I was on this influence. Right. Um, but I think it's cool. So why have you never told anyone about this? Why is this the first time publicly? Were you feeling shameful by it? Were you feeling... No, it's almost like I haven't written a book for five years. And they said, so what have you been learning? I'm like, well, let me tell you some stuff. Uh, but, but what was beautiful about that, it's actually making the most of life. The mm. Two other stories I want to bring into this yes. on the alcohol thing because then you understand the full context of things. Um, my kids, I used to jump on the trampoline. Wow. Uh, my oldest now is seven. So when he was two, we used to jump on the trampoline. I used to run around. My back got worse in the last mm. seven years. I can't do as much. But then after I have a shot of whiskey or scotch, which is what I really that enjoyed, or job. a glass yeah. of wine, I don't feel like it. And he looked at me as a young kid I think he was only four or five years old. And he knows that daddy, he's a smart kid, smart kid. He knew what jet lag was at age five. Wow. And he said, oh, daddy, I know why you don't play with us because you're jet lagged, right? But I hadn't been in a flight for three weeks. And I'm like, man, if I didn't take that shot, I would have had the energy to remember Ooh. that. And that was like, I'm missing out. Mm. My son's missing out. I'm gonna be the best me that I can be. I'm, wow. I don't wanna take medication for my pain until I really need to. Yeah, or maybe some natural right. herbs or a CBD. Something, something like that, yeah. but my wife as well, after I have a glass of wine, like I'm a little bit more relaxed, right? <laughs> and when, I, when she makes me laugh or when something funny happens, it's not like I go giddy, like, yeah. I'm not like that. But I wonder when, well, I was wondering subconsciously, does she think I'm actually smiling or laughing at what she just said more now because I just had a drink. Oh, right, right. But I'm like, no, I'm, that's got nothing to do with influence. So I want even every word and interacting moment that I have with my wife. And I, I'm a little different, Lewis. You know that I've lived on the road. Yeah. And you know You've that I'm a person me. that I'm thankful <clears throat> when I'm home. Mm -hmm. I, I don't want to be 30,000 feet in the air anymore. Yeah. And that's why you inspire me, by the way, with this model. But, I love this. But, um, no joke, I want to make the most of every day. And um, three months ago, I lost one of my great friends mm. in a car accident. And um, <clears throat> uh, he was married to a, a girl called Bernadette. Check this out for a story. You think I, I have an issue? You think we have? Okay. Just like a story of, of just pain and and Friends, so we have, we were friends with, and I'm writing this in our book. I haven't asked for permission, but I'm sure they'll give us permission. <clears throat> but two couples that I've known, a couple in Ohio. That's where I'm from. Okay. Yeah. In Akron area. Uh, a couple in Ohio and a couple in California. Mm -hmm. The husband in the, cap, in the couple of California came down with uh, leukemia. Mm -hmm. And the wife of the couple in Ohio, she had bowel cancer, colon cancer. Mm -hmm. They both died around age 39, and these couples knew each other, we were all friends, and they bonded as couples going through the same sure, thing, sure. and chemotherapy and all that kind of deal. So the husband who now's wife died, and the wife whose husband died, they got married. No way. Now this couple in California had a child, 
at one year old, that's when the husband died here. They had no children. He came to California, they got married, they had a child. Wow. And at 10 months old, that child, he died in a car accident. Mm. So imagine this woman in California who loses her first husband to cancer mm. and then five and has a child and then five years later loses her second husband in a car accident at 39 years old. Lost her husband, not the son. Not yet. The husband. Husband. Wow. So now she's left with two, two children wow. from two different fathers within five years. And I look at this woman and I was able to wow. speak at his memorial service, but I look at her, um, her and I won't share her name, but and I'm like, wow. And she looks at me and she says, I don't know what good is going to come from this, but you look at her and she looks at me in the eyes and you just see she's never going to give up. Mm. And she knows that someday, sometime, somehow, maybe she's going to be able to inspire one other person mm -hmm. to not give up. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's the human spirit that we must understand, the crux of every cloud or funk or curveball or depression or whatever you want to call it, it comes back to who am I and why am I here? Your value is not determined on your past. Mm. Your future is up to you today. You loving yourself, embracing yourself, not judging yourself, being able to forgive, but being the best you can be proactively, being self-aware. Don't let you yourself get in the way of you. Yeah. Um, it's not to say that everything's possible. It's not to say that everything's smooth. No, mm -hmm. we all go through ups and downs. But I needed to get out of my own way to reach my full potential and then take one day at a time when you can't think of thriving and you can only think of surviving. Mm -hmm. That's a reality. Mm -hmm. You've been through that. Mm -hmm. I've been through that. The strongest of motivational speakers have been through those seasons and that's okay. Mm -hmm. Don't beat yourself up. Take one day at a time and go one step at a time and eventually you will come out of that valley mm -hmm. and come on the other side of that and say, yeah. wow, I'm glad I'm where I am because people look at me, one last thing, Lewis, people say, wow, Nick's strong. He's courageous. He's a man of endurance. They can ask me, Nick, do you think you're a man of strength and courage and endurance? I said, yeah. They can say, well, why? Because I know what I've been through. Mm. We've been through what we've been through to become who we are today, to conquer the next barrier. And so we've got to keep on going. We've got to keep on going. And I just hope that people see the smile on my face as authentic and the peace and strength that I have in my eyes, never to pretend that I've mm. got it all together. Mm -hmm. No one has it all together. That's true, man. But if we can get ahead of that curve, we can get rid of those negativity, uh, aspects and move out of that room and shut that room down. Fire excuses. It's like, okay, here I am. That's where I want to go. How can I help myself focus on that next goal? Keep on going. Knowing that your value and your happiness has nothing to do with money or fame, but being happy, content, and embracing every day. I could die today, Lewis. Mm. Happy to. I know where I'm going. Wow. Couldn't care less. Yeah. Um, when I die, I'll die at the right time. I don't think about death as much as I think about life, and I'll live it to the fullest. Man, I wanna ask you a few more questions because this is, this is powerful for me. Um, the first one is self-doubt. Mm. 
I'm a big believer that self-doubt is the killer of dreams. It's great. And the more we doubt ourselves, the less joyful we're going to be, the less happy we're going to be. Yeah. You said something about money and fame. Um, you know, putting those things as our value is not going to make us happy if we value those things yeah. for our happiness. How do we overcome self-doubt if everything is telling us we're not good, we're stupid, we don't have the skills, we don't have the value, no one cares about us, our parents left us, this person cheated, this person stole, this whatever. Mm. How do we build self-belief when there's so much self-doubt? Yeah, it's a great question. So I always encourage people to first define what their goal is and where they want to go. Mm-hmm. What they must understand. You sound like an athlete. Do I? This is, all I <laughs> this is all I talk about. I learned oh, all these awesome. lessons from sports, and it's like everything starts with the goal for the season. That's great. I look at life as seasons because yep. in a sport, you have usually three months in the season, mm. and then there's the postseason, then there's an off season, then there's a preseason. Mm. It's kind of like the four seasons of life. That's great. But everything you need to have is a goal. So I'm sorry, sorry to interrupt no, you, but I'm, it's great. I'm glad you're speaking my language. Great, great. I'm glad. Um, so my book's not going to help you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. That's yeah. exactly what it's all about. So first defining who you are, where you want to go, but also seeing your dream and your goal, not as something, but actually as a baby. And your parenting and your nursing and your nurturing that dream. Now, no one says that their parents were perfect. That's true. So we're never a perfect steward of our dream. And when we look at our dream, we kind of try, think of it as, well, which season am I in of this dream and how Mm -hmm. do I treat it? Take baby steps first. The Mm. best way to build self-confidence, which is the opposite of self-doubt, is to set small goals Do what you can now Mm -hmm. and start building on that confidence. You can't build confidence without a track record. It's true. And you can't wave a magic wand and now all of a sudden your dream's coming true. Mm -hmm. It's it's taking one, what's the first step? You know, and if the baby falls down trying to walk, you don't, you you pick, okay, let's try again. There's an amazing meme online. It says something like, you know, when a baby falls a thousand times when it's trying to walk, it doesn't say to itself, maybe this isn't for me. Yeah, <laughs> I love right? that. It I just, love that. Oh, I fell down. Let me get back up. Yeah. It's not like, well, maybe I shouldn't walk because yeah. I failed. Yeah. No, you need to fail over and over again. Right, right. That's and that's, that's part of the process. Yeah. Uh, Thomas Edison said, I didn't fail 9,999 times. Now I know 9,999 ways in how not to make a light bulb. Yeah. And to have an emotional, psychological... It's a framing of it. It's a framing of it. Attachment. It's a framing of your dream and goal to almost be you're birthing a baby. You're you're not birthing a baby, but you're nurturing a baby. So that thing can become giant and run and strong. Mm -hmm. Um, And so you're going to help it. You're going to help. You're almost like you're putting yourself in the baby's shoes. Okay, what's my first step? Mm -hmm. And so that's it. So taking... If if you want to become a speaker... Go to a seminar, yeah. read a book about speaking. Go to Toastmasters. Go yeah. to Toast. Start somewhere. So many people say, I ask them, what, what's your dream? Oh, I guess one day I wanna. And I'm like, really? Yeah. Like, do you, do you, have you ever written your dream out? I'm like, hey, wait a second. So 
how much money do you want to make a year? And they tell me, I'm like, so is that before or after tax in California? <laughs> exactly. I'm on 54% tax, all right? It's, too, like, <laughs> it's a difference. It is. It's like, okay, so, and, you, and you want to get married? And how many kids do you want? Mm-hmm. And you want them to go to college? So wait, how much money do you really need to have in a bank to actually get a 5 to 6% interest-bearing right. mutual, you know? <laughs> you know, it's like... Sure. Oh, oh, they're, oh, I need... I said, yeah, do you know anything about compound interest? No, do you know anything about... How much do you save? None. How many credit cards you got? Three? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, that was me 15 years re- ago, yeah. <laughs> do you really believe in your dream? Have you ever mm. really been honest with your dream? And I'll never forget, I, um, my life changed reading a book called Money Secrets of the Rich by John R. Burley. He, mm. His book changed my life. And I went to his boot camp in Scottsdale, Arizona. And we did this thing where we had this breakthrough exercise, right? Yep. And my dream was to become a speaker. This is 2002. Wow. Okay. This is when my mom said, my mom, what do you mean you're going to be a speaker? She said, do you know a speaker? I said, no. Do you know, that's Australia. There was no Aussie motivational speakers. Is that if there's a motivational speaker in Australia in 2002, they were American. Yeah, right. The American who came over here. Exactly. No one was making money. It was an industry that was not even heard of. Dead. Maybe it was Tony Robbins came over one time. Or That's something. it, yeah. right? That kind of thing. My mom said, what do you mean you're going to speak? She said, what are you going to speak about? I said, I don't know. She said, do you have any invitations? I said, no. She said, how are you going to get the invitation? I said, I don't know. She says, but, but all these things, really good questions. But I said, I don't care. When I knew my goal, I didn't care how many mm-hmm. times I had to fail because I defined that goal for me. I went through a breakthrough event Really cool exercise that most breakthrough events do. On one side of the piece of wood, you put your goal. On the other side, you put your fears that you've got to break mm-hmm. through. So these people, they punch this piece of wood and they crack it, right? And I didn't walk on hot coals because my pants <laughs> were going fire. Yeah. But I headbutted this wow. thing, right? And, and, and it defined me. Really? That it one exercise? It was a defining so you, exercise. Are you breaking the side of your fears and the yep. goals on the other side? Yep. Yep. Yeah. My fear was... You're facing your fear, you headbutt your fear, yep. and then you have to break through. Yep. Wow. And I realized, like, there's a lot more to, to my story with yeah. my parents, but my parents were so scared about my decision to become a speaker that they said, you must do your accounting and financial plan degree for a plan B, which is great advice, sure, which I'm sure. thankful for. Yeah, yeah, sure. But I had to break through the fear, what if my parents never talk to me again? And that was extreme, but that was in my head. I didn't want to disappoint my parents. They did everything they could for me. Why now disappoint them? Is this my stupid, you know, crazy little fantasy? Or is this what Nick's going to do? And that was the moment Nick's going to do it. Wow. With or without my family. With or without them. Even if they're not there for me, I'm doing this because it was a part of your dream. Exactly. And I think we need to be guided by our dreams. We need to be driven by our dreams. Yeah. Because if it's staying in there and we don't pursue it, then what? You're right. And I'm not saying, now look, I wasn't married. I wasn't engaged. Right, right. Now that you're married, if you're married, that's a different thing. Well, with or without my wife, I'm going to, no, no, that's a different thing. You got to learn to communicate to renegotiate your dream. Right, right. And seasons and commitments and them to believe in you and what's the trigger point to success. When do you give it up? When do you not give it up? Exactly. That's a whole different book. That's a really good book to write, actually. You should write that book. I should write that book. (laughs) (laughs) Talking about your, you mentioned your wife uh, a few different times throughout this. Yeah. When did you know your wife was going to be your wife? Mm. What's the biggest lesson she's taught you? And what is it you love about her the most after all these Gosh, I love those questions. 
So when did so, you know your wife is your wife? Okay. Biggest lesson she's taught you. Yeah. And yeah, I'll start with those two. So we met in April 2010 in Dallas. Okay. We had sparks and fireworks in the air. I couldn't feel my legs. Almost 10 year yes. meeting. Wow. Meeting, right, right. Couldn't feel your legs, yes? Yeah. And you got that, yeah. yeah. And then uh, it, there was a complication. She had a boyfriend at the time. Oh, that's a big complication. And there's more of the complication. <laughs> but we, we were not in touch for six months. Oh. And um, then we met up and the chemistry was huge. And we started developing a friendship and then went into dating. And three months into dating, that's when I lost all my money the second time. Oh, wow. So she was there for you when you had nothing. Uh -huh. That's when you know okay. this girl's amazing. So wow. I had more money than the average 19, who, which 19-year-old gives away 30K cash, then loses 40K, then comes back with the money, and then no, goes back no, into no. real estate. So my mom's like, just make sure your wife, as a teenager, make sure your wife never marries you for your money. Right. And the question was like, but how would you ever really know? That's impossible. You gotta get rid of it. So, wow. 12 weeks after our <clears throat> dating, I lost it all. What'd you say? So, first of all, Nick was not Nick. Oh, you're, so, you're in crazy mode, you're in survival mode, you're in, I'm panicking. Panic. Running around without legs on. Yeah. Lewis, I woke up 30 days straight with panic attacks. Oh man. I was not myself. I'm the motivation. Heart palpitations. Yeah, all everything. that stuff. It was terrible. Your legs are trembling. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Sweating all the time. I'm on the floor. I, I can't. I, I can't. I, I don't even know what to eat. I don't know what to eat. And that, Losing weight. It was yeah. bad. I've never been so low in my life. Wow. Sure, when I was depressed with, you know, some other things in my mm -hmm. life, but this was really and the worst timing of all. Like I'm supposed to be, at best now, to develop a friendship. Who could be my wife? And I finally told her what happened. She said, don't worry, babe, I'm not going anywhere. Wow. I said, babe, I lost all my money. She said, don't worry, look straight, don't worry. Well, how long did it take you to tell her? It took me two weeks to actually, she knew something was wrong. <laughs> so what are you, are you just like, everything's fine? I'm she was in Texas, I was in California. Oh, okay. I said, look, I'm, I, yeah, I'm not myself. She's, I'm coming over. So wow. she said her friend's home. And we, we, you know, we talked during the day and I finally was with her and it took me three days face to face before I could really tell her anything. Oh my gosh. She said, so, so what happened? So I lost all my money. I said, four things happened within three weeks. Cash flow crisis and someone took the money. I just took on more than I could chew. And, she, and I said, I lost all my money. She said, don't worry. I'll get a nursing job and support the both of she us. She did not. In a split second. She looked me straight and I'm like, man, wow. I want to marry you. You said that? No, I'm thinking. You're thinking. I'm thinking like, oh, wait, wait a few months. So that later. was the day. Okay. That was it. And then six months later, yeah. she was in Dallas and I was in California and we had a text going on. And it was the first uncomfortable moment where like, eh, we were not on the same page with mm. something. And she was going into the shower and she just said out loud, I just want someone to fight for me. Oh my gosh. And, 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 and what, what it was was there, there was an issue of, of just an uphill climb of what we had to together do mm -hmm. together. And it was, it was uncomfortable. And I felt on my heart, I'm just going to pick up the phone. Pick up the phone. She picked it up while she was in the shower. She turned off the shower. said, babe, I just want to give you a call to tell you I'm going to fight for you. Word for word, verbatim. And that's when she knew I was her husband. Mm. Three months later, I popped the question. 
I got the ring in a cream puff with a tray of cream puffs. I got her to feed me the cream puff wow. and I finished the cream puff in my mouth without choking on the ring. And went down on her finger and she thought I was getting kinky and then I pulled back and put the ring on her finger and six months later we got married. Wow, man. Um, so that's when I knew that she was going to be the one. What was the, the biggest lesson she's taught you in the last, how many years you've been? Eight now. Eight years. We just did yeah, our eighth anniversary celebration. Okay. The biggest thing she's taught me um, she is quicker to love people, quicker to forgive people than me. Mm. She has a huge heart. Her heart's bigger than Texas. Wow. And she's not afraid to dream. She's actually probably the most intelligent woman I've ever met in my life. Wow. I just look at her after she said something, I'm like, she's so wise. Um, and I'm like, man, that would have taken me. I didn't even think I'd ever come to that epiphany. She just says it straight off the cuff. I'm like, mm. so she to me is a woman of discernment and wisdom and clear, just cut through the crap. Mm. There's no fog in her life. Like she just, it is what it is. This is, Nick, this is what you should really do. Right. And that's, I'm like, okay. Don't do this deal. Yep. Do the, don't hang out with yep. this person. Yep. Yeah. Just straight up. Not that she offers it, but I ask her for it and bang. So she's taught me that there's always a path and to, to do things together. I think is what my best friend taught me. Mm. She's my best friend. But to do things together is so important because if you don't do things together, you, you've you missed the whole point mm -hmm. of living. Wow. Um, and being content with where we're at and to, to not freak out. She sees me freak out. I don't, she's Japanese, Mexican, okay? My girl's Mexican. Awesome. Old Mexican. Does she speak Spanish? <laughs> yeah, she does. No way. Born and raised in Mexico, man. No way. Yeah. Where? Uh, Zitacuara, Michoacan. What is it? Michoacan. Michoacan. It's a state, yeah. Oh, North yeah, of no Mexico Michoacan. City. Yeah. yeah, no Michoacan. Yeah. yeah, my girl's from Monterey. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Her well, mother's from date. Monterey. Yeah. Well, double date, man. Of course. That's amazing. Si se puede, como no. I need to learn Spanish ah! now. <laughs> Are you fluent? I uh, understand 70%. Uh, I can my speak. mission is to get a, a, a full-time teacher this year. It's good. In the next month. It's I'm great. trying to find someone to come it. to my place and it. teach me. Because it's good. I feel like it'd be the best skill I could learn. I'm sure someone watching a podcast. I know, right? I'm a fluent salsa dancer. Ah, yeah. I've been salsa dancing for 15 years around the world. <gasps> I like the top salsa clubs. It's a blast. So I'm around the culture and the music all the time. Man, I love watching people dance. It's a blast. If man. I had arms and legs, the first thing I would do is dance class. Mm. No joke. I it's love, a blast, man. I love it. Anyway. So the thing you love about her the most. So the thing I love about her the most is that she's calm. She's collected. She's wise. Mm. And she's taught me to be happy and not freak out at anything. You have no idea. Um, she's still in the process of getting her papers mm. okay she had a rough life her mother left imagine her mother left the family when she was three her dad died of cancer when she was 18. wow she was alone in the house with her brother took over her father's fish breeding business to just sustain and then she came to america with her brother um, speaking no english wow not finishing high school came to America to start all over again. So she's been through a lot. I've been through a lot. But together, it's like, wow, I feel unstoppable when mm. I'm by her side. And wow. I just got to sit down, calm down, because I'm like, personality A, you're right. She's my brain. And she's taught me 
to switch my brain off. Mm. And I want to share one, one last personal success yeah. with all of this. When I go to the dining table and I bring my phone, she grabs my phone, she puts it on the highest bookshelf. <laughs> so um, like, good job for it. Right, yeah. exactly. Do it, try <laughs> Let me see, entertain me. Um, I'm not a doctor on call, no one's gonna die. And I was so adamant about time management, prioritization and reverse engineering, where do I wanna be? And where I wanted to be, I achieved in 2018. Lewis, I'm looking you in the eye and telling you for a year straight, I was able to, with 17 employees, one for-profit company, one non-profit company, 17 employees, I'm CEO of both. I switched off my phone every week, Friday, Saturday, no Sunday, way. Monday. Wow, I four worked, days, no I, phone. I worked Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, eight hours a day. Wow. When I'm not traveling, that was my week. That's inspiring, man. It Especially with four kids, that's got to be inspiring. Amazing. Well, you just learned to prioritize. Right. What are the things I need to do and who do I need to hire to do this for exactly. me? Exactly. Delegate. As opposed to work harder. Exactly. So now I'm going through a massive rebranding, though. Yeah. Now We're going to help you. Thank you. I'd love to <laughs> figure course, that out. Man. But the bottom line is I don't want to travel internationally anymore. Yeah. Between it's my back, much. my physical... Kids. I don't know how I'm going to be in 15 years' time, but I want to be there for my kids. I mm -hmm. want to be there with my wife. And having that opportunity, even for me, it's a scary transition. It's not like I've got millions in the bank saying, oh, yeah, let's throw a half a million at this. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I didn't want to work to become rich. I do enough work to get what we need to reposition Mm. is not an easy task. It's not easy, man. For I mean, anyone. I've been through a rebranding of my website for like eight months. Yep. It's like moving into a new office, letting go of agencies, hiring yep. people. It's, it's a lot of yep. energy, time, yep. money. But it's amazing. It's the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. And if you look at nickvoicic.com today, um, well, let's, I <laughs> don't, don't know. Don't look at it today. Unless you want to book this guy to speak, look at it in a few months, hopefully it'll be rebranded. I'm just going to say, it's a miracle <laughs> because we actually put no marketing Right, or crazy, branding. Man. I don't know how you do it. I'm sometimes in some in in some countries. I'm top three speaker. That's crazy. And and we've done no marketing and branding. In the U.S. And so I've been spoiled. Yeah, it's crazy. And man. so now I'm like, hey, America, I'm here. I want to go all around corporate America and help all the all the companies use me as a megaphone, mm. as almost like a physical demonstration of what they've been trying to tell their team and sales team. Hey. We have no excuses, let's run, um, and let's live a life without limits. It's hard to sometimes hear from your, your partner, your spouse, what they need to hear. Sometimes you need to bring someone else who they can respect and be inspired by to say, okay, it's time to do what you told me to do right. three years ago. Right. Right? Exactly. <laughs> Finally. So, it's amazing. I man. get it. <laughs> I get it. Um, what's the thing you're most proud of that most people don't know about you? There's wow. There's something you've done, something maybe that you haven't announced to the world or maybe something you've done that no one knows about, not even your wife or your kids or or something that is big that you're proud about as well, but something most people don't know about. I have to say that every entrepreneurial vision, visionary needs some spark, not just of continuing to create and build and innovate, mm -hmm. but to give back. Mm -hmm. And I've silently been mentoring and I might actually start 
podcast category just for it, but coaching CEOs of nonprofits. Mm. So I've had 15 years of experience of nonprofit. I turned around um, our nonprofit from where it was from different directors that were hired. I was kind of the speaker, the founder, the president, but not the CEO. Mm -hmm. And I took over about five years ago and um, I learned a ton in the last 15 years and mm. basically helping nonprofits who are doing okay. You know, most beginning nonprofits, they'd be happy with 30 to $100,000 in the bank. Mm -hmm. um, and we help them go to the next level. Wow. Um, and it's just an hour with me and the executive team and the CEO. Sometimes it's four hours. I love whiteboarding. I love mm. helping them define their next goal, how do they change this, how do they change that. And I've learned that any big organization, they cannot change 20 things. Mm. But if any organization, for-profit or non-profit, if you just hold on to two or three things per year to change, mm -hmm. and you do two to three a year, massive change happens. Yeah. So they're now triple in the bank. Wow. They've, one of them just has done phenomenally well. And, um, I'm actually now mentoring because of my friend who lost both husbands. Mm -hmm. I actually Googled, what's a nonprofit that helps widows? Mm. And apart from Bill Gates' whole deal, there was only one. And it's run by three widows. Wow. And, and they're, they've done the biggest uphill climb of nonprofit registration, being able to give actual money to a widow, because here I am. And I asked the local church, I said, can I give a tax deductible receipt to a widow through the church? They said, no. I'm like, mm. so I, I had a call with these women. I told them who I was. They said, but what do you want for it? I said, nothing. I don't want you to even tell anybody. Now I'm telling everyone. <laughs> but I'm just saying. You just wanted to serve. I just want to serve. And so there's something that no one knows. I love seeing other people fulfill their dreams yeah, I love it. and using the talent and the skill if I can help fast track 15 years of education in a year for free I would do it and so what we're doing is I'm getting so many requests wow. that we may have a whole list of of content and even maybe phone calls that we could do sure. and just helping many nonprofits you know there's 400 no 1.2 million nonprofits, nonprofits in, the in the US alone That's crazy man so many people are saying well Nick how did you break it how did you do this how did you do that how did you build the team and all those kinds of things and so um, that's something that many people don't know and if I don't do that I feel incomplete because mm. I want to pass it on it'll be a whole podcast series right just how to help nonprofits that's scale it. grow that's it and they'd subscribe absolutely yeah to all the content I don't know I, I think I bring value to that so we, after this show, Lewis, are going to brainstorm. A lot of things, man. And it's going to be great. I'd love to learn from you because this is interesting, right? Here I am as a worldwide speaker mm -hmm. trying to actually rebrand myself to put my stake in the ground here in yeah. America like never before. Yeah, I'm excited for you. And it might take a po podcast and all this stuff that I'm going to pick your brain on. We're going to talk after for sure on this. <laughs> uh, I've got a couple questions left for you. Before I ask the final few questions, I want to make sure that people do hire you to speak. Uh, if you got a big corporation, hire this man. If you're a decision maker in there, send it to your boss. Where can they go if they want to book you or learn more about booking you for speaking? 
uh, nickvujicic.com nickvujicic.com it'll be there by the time this is up it'll okay, be there it's up there yeah, yeah. Uh, go there we can also follow you on Instagram yes. Facebook you're on Instagram what's I am the we're at the same I'm, I'm hearing you're growing like crazy but we're, we're at the fun. same 1.5 okay cool and then uh, English Facebook we have nearly 10 10 million uh huh well, but I've hardly done what? nothing that's English and then I've got 2 million in Spanish you and then we've do anything got, to do with it no, we well, like we're starting now. Okay. We see, read, see. Just How without spoiled. doing anything. I didn't do anything. I got ten million fans. I got ten million. It's exactly what happened. Oh, this is so simple. <laughs> uh, wow. I worked my butt off around the world to get right, that. Right. And people, yeah. But we didn't strategically wow. build it. So I mean, that's just the, that's organic. That's amazing, dude. And that's just the, it's just a little barometer of what what it took to 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 inspire. And, and a billion people on some sort of level. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, so, yeah, so Instagram, Facebook, just your name. Yep. Nick Vujicic, N-I-C-K-V-U-J-I-C-I-C. Nick Vujicic. That's it. Um, where else can we follow you or support you? You've got five or six books. This is one, Life Without Limits. Yeah, Life Without Limits. That's our bestseller. Amazing. We sold over a million copies of that. That's it? It's in uh, 40 languages. You're playing small, man. Again, yeah. no marketing. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Just go get this book. So now 1.1 million, you there guys. You Thank exactly. you for selling out those copies. But yeah, go to any bookstore on that. Go just, yeah. just go online for that. Um, but yeah, I'm writing a mm. new book coming out um, on attitude. Mm. I want to take the attitude space. Um, I, I feel like that's the one thing I could talk about when it comes to happiness, yeah. depression, overcoming exceeding your own expectations mm-hmm. of your limits yeah relationships Getting everything all of that so we want to do an attitude checkbook and just help everyone to have the 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 premium attitude to, to have the optimum altitude i love it man um this is a question it's called the three truths i ask this at the end of every interview so imagine <clears throat> you've accomplished and achieved all of your dreams and you've lived a very long life you live as long as you want and then at one point you gotta go mm-hmm. right and hypothetically, you've got to take all of your content, books, materials, video, audios with you. Mm-hmm. So no one has access to your spoken or written or visual word any longer. Mm-hmm. Hypothetical. Mm-hmm. But you have a piece of paper yeah. and you get to write down your toes or your mouth. <laughs> yeah. You get to write down three things you know to be true about everything in life that you've learned. These would be the only three things you could share with the world. Your three lessons to the world. I call three truths. What would be yours? How long can the sentences be? As long as you want. All right. Yeah. Um, truth number one. Truth number one. You're beautiful just the way that you are and you have value. Uh, number two, you've been created and designed for a greater purpose. Find it and run for it. Mm. And the third thing is, even facing death, there's hope. Mm. It's called heaven. Mm. I love this, man. And so that, for me, I understand we all have different philosophies and religious beliefs. I understand that. But for me, I've found nothing limitless like that. Mm. That even if and when, not if, but when I face death, and however I may face it, every day I know that I have value. I'm achieving my greater purpose, and I know that this ain't it. Mm. And when you have that, then you make the most of everything you have, because not only are you doing good 
to be good, to know that you are good, but that you actually do good, do well, to even change the trajectory of eternity mm. for other souls. Mm -hmm. And if you could encourage people to know that there's a, a wonderful thing called um, purpose and eternity, that to me is the bottom line. Mm -hmm. But when you have that in your mind, Go for your dream. Yeah. Keep running. And never give up. Yeah. Now imagine that uh, you're able to broadcast live to the entire world, and everyone can understand English. <laughs> and you had uh, you could only say one thing to the world. Yeah. And you had 30 seconds okay. to share a message, and the whole world was tuning in at this moment. What would you say to the entire world? I want you to know that I love you. I want you to know that your broken pieces can somehow and some time will come together for the good to be something beautiful. Mm. I have a history of brokenness and pieces in my life. And I tell teenagers it's always worse being in a broken <clears throat> home than having no arms and legs. So it's not about what brokenness we have. It's about holding on to the beauty that will come from them where if you can help someone else in need, that's when you realize you don't need a miracle to be one. Ooh, that's good, man. You yeah. are a be you're a great speaker. That was 30 yeah, seconds. Got, I love it. It was you on the dot. Yeah, it was on the dot. You got in the time. Is that good? I love it. <laughs> Dude, before, uh, before, we, uh, before I ask the final question for you, I want to yeah. acknowledge you, Nick, for um, your generosity, man. You have a huge giving heart to serve people. Mm. And it's not easy for a guy with arms and legs to fly around the country the time, the amount of times that I do, but for you to do it hundreds of times a year, year after year, to serve, to inspire, to lead, to create hope for people, mm -hmm. and to tell people they're beautiful and they matter is a beautiful thing, man. Mm -hmm. And I want to let you know that I, I, I value your heart and your effort and your energy towards service. And Thanks, I really man. appreciate that part of you. So I acknowledge you for that. And so many things. I'm excited to hang out. Hope we can double date soon before you Definitely. head. Definitely. Some you Mexican leave. food. I'm in, man. I'm in. My <laughs> final question is what's your definition of greatness? Greatness. Humility. Believe it or not, if there's only one factor. Because uh, the moment you think you're more important than somebody else is the moment you have clipped and limited your own full potential. Mm. I think the greatest barometer of greatness is humility because with a humble heart, you're happy, you're thankful, you have a servant heart, and you know that every single soul matters. Mm. So you take time to make the most of every opportunity with everyone. I think humility is, out of all the words that I could have ever said, would be, to me, greatness. Mm. Nick, my man. Appreciate you, brother. Love you, man. Love you. Beautiful, man. Thanks. Thank you, brother. My friends, if this didn't inspire you, if this didn't lift you up, if this didn't help you overcome the limitations of your own mind, I don't know what will. Nick is one of the most inspirational speakers in the world. You've got to check this man out. He is an incredible human being. Follow him over on social media. Check out his new podcast. Check out all the stuff that he's doing at his website as well. We'll have it linked up over on the show notes at lewishouse.com slash 931. And you have the ability to change and impact someone's life today. I want you to think about someone close to you, someone who's a friend, a family member, an acquaintance, someone at your job, someone that you work with. 
that could be using inspirational messages like this in their life to help them improve, help them grow, help them move forward in their life with passion and power and clarity and confidence. Send them this link, lewishouse.com slash 931, and you will become a hero, a champion in their life by being the catalyst that inspires them to grow and just continue to stay learning on a daily and weekly basis because we always need to be learning in order to grow, in order to improve. Otherwise, if we stop learning, we start slowly dying. And I want you and your friends to keep learning. If this is your first time here and someone sent you this link, give them a virtual high five, give them a hug, send them a text and say, thank you so much for sending me this episode. I appreciate you thinking about me. I appreciate your generosity, your kindness, and your thoughtfulness really means the world to me. And keep spreading the message. Again, subscribe to our podcast over on Apple Podcasts, over on Spotify, and share this with your friends on social media. Tag me, at Lewis Howes. Make sure to tag Nick as well, as I'm sure he would love to see what you think about this also. You can check out our YouTube show. If you're not over on YouTube, go subscribe on youtube.com slash Lewis Howes put our videos out there we have some amazing video content out there that will inspire you if you want to watch the videos as well and i'm just so grateful that you decided to show up here when you have lots of different choices online to learn and grow from again bruce lee said if you always put limits on everything you do physical or anything else it will spread into your work and into your life there are no limits there are only plateaus and you must not stay there you must go beyond them My friend, I know that you might be feeling some type of adversity and challenge in your life right now, whether it be work, your inner confidence, relationship, career, vision for your future, family. There's something in your life that you might be struggling with. And I'm telling you, if you continue to work on yourself, if you continue to improve and you continue to serve other people around you, show gratitude and appreciation for your life and continue working towards your dreams, your goals, you will start to manifest and attract all the goodness that you want in your life. It's coming for you. You must keep working and you must be patient and grateful at the same time every day for the efforts and the work that you put on on a daily basis. You are deserving of so much goodness. You are deserving of so much love. You are love. You are purpose. Start showing up that way and you'll start to attract it in a magical, beautiful way. I love you so very much. I'm so grateful for you. And you know what time it is. It's time to go out there and do something great. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.